Mr. Recognize, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And how would you reckon it, pal? Well, we draw a theme from a hat. Uh, then we, you know, try to figure out from the theme what our record's going to be. We bring it in. We talk about it. We do all that fun stuff. And if you want to get a hold of this, how do they get a hold of this? Yeah, we're pretty much just all over theme. social media. Uh, we're on Facebook at uh, Record Night. We're on Instagram at Record Night Pod. Twitter at Record underscore Night. And you can just send us an old-fashioned email at uh, recordnightpod at gmail.com. How you doing, pal? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, me too. It's uh, We had six inches of snow yesterday. Damn. So, yeah, We've been like having most... an uh, abnormally hot February. So what's what's the high today for you? Today it's in like the seventies, but it got up it got up to almost ninety last week. <sighs> you motherfucker! <laughs> yes, yesterday the high was uh, twenty four, I think. Oof. Well, it was th- well, it was three. Um, but you know, uh, I hope this is the last snow of of um, the season. So I'm fucking tired of the snow. Uh, you know, when it first started happening, I'm like this is fucking awesome. You know, I love you know fireplace and shit like that. But then I'm I'm just. I'm about fucking tired of it. Right. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, but uh, but uh, our theme today is generally generally hated albums. Yeah, or, you know, albums that people generally hate. <laughs> yeah, very uh, and like people can kind of agree. It seems mm-hmm. like on these ones that there there's nobody like coming to bat for either of our albums. Yeah, I mean, like I saw a few people that were super fans and were like it's not that bad like you know like for if that's the best you can get is it's <laughs> not that bad yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they did then they uh, list the one good song on the record <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh so what did you bring what is your uh, generally my, hated my, album mine is lil wayne's rebirth nice i is brought that, yeah Unfinished music number one, Two Virgins, uh, by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Man, that was a hard one. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. I guess I guess I can just talk a little bit about Lil Wayne, who he is, and what he's done. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so, uh, Lil Wayne, his real name is Dwayne Carter Jr. Um, he's a uh, he was on for most of his career is on Cash Money Records. Cash Money has all those fucking rappers you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um. He was known as just kind of like a, a you know rapper until he came out with the Carter. He has five Carter records. The, the Carter is like his shit, right? Like everyone loves the Carter. The Carter too, fantastic record. He's a pretty good MC. He's a great rapper. You said some stupid shit, but uh, but I I, I can't say that I didn't listen to Carter two today. I was like, yeah, this shit, this shit, right? This shit rips, you know. Um, but I'm not like a huge Wheezy fan, right? Like. But then he uh, mentioned that he was going to do a rock record and uh, color me interested because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know any other rappers who just, just you know, besides ones that have like collaborated with rock artists, you know, um, I don't know any rappers that said I'm going to make a rock record. Right. Right. And he uh, came out with Rebirth. <laughs> um. <Oops>. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm sure some of you saw, uh, Clips of Lil Wayne trying to play guitar, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's just it's painful for people who play guitar to see him do that and the way he's holding it. You know, like like up, like he didn't have a strap on and he's holding it. He uses his thumb to like pick it, and you're like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, Rebirth. It's uh, it came out in 2008. I'm sorry, 2010. So 12 years ago. So Damn, yeah, 
he's had time to uh to atone for his sins, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had enough time to uh like practice, so maybe he'll mm-hmm. do another rock record. Mm. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he didn't do much practicing after this record came out <laughs> uh, on the on the guitar we has on the front of the it's like a Stratocaster, but it's definitely not it. It's something else. I can't tell what it is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Lil Wayne. I like Lil Wayne, right? Uh, mm-hmm. As an as an artist, I think he's interesting. Uh, but I did not like Rebirth at all, at all. Wow, spoilers! Um, we haven't even listened to the sampler yet. Uh, you know, we'll get into the sampler. But and then you know we'll what? Talk everybody, more. I don't think anybody liked this album. Some people yeah, said yeah. it wasn't that bad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. So like, uh, I'll talk more about it when we after I play the sampler. But I'm gonna go ahead and play the sampler, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, sample it up. Sample it up. Here we go. This is Lil Wayne's Rebirth. Born and raised in the USA By way of New Orleans where the killers stay Okay. Oh, oh, oh. with a guitar This is um Wayne's um uh rebirth. Man, so what did you think when I gave this record to you? I signed it to you to listen to. I I guess I just didn't quite know what to expect. Because it, it's kind mm-hmm. of always been one of these things that's like I've heard about, or at least I heard about it once, saw a bunch of people making fun of how he played guitar, which I was honestly never too bothered about it. 
Yeah. Um, because he wasn't up there like faking it. Oh yeah. He was like he was like actually playing. It wasn't very good. Um, but he wasn't up there like doing his like thumb thing with like a squeedily D solo happening. (laughs) Um, so he was at least honest about it. Um, but like after that, it was like I just didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. So I assumed like I didn't hear like good stuff. I didn't hear bad stuff. I just kind of assumed it was like eh, whatever. That was a thing he did. Um, so, but upon listening to it, uh, I my feelings on it are really weird. Like I think uh-huh. I think this album's really bad. Like it's yeah. really <laughs> bad. It, um, but I feel like the idea is there. Like I think it's something cool he could do. Um, you know, step outside of your comfort zone into a different genre that you really like mm-hmm. that you want to, you know, do cool stuff with. But I think he surrounded himself with people who didn't believe in the project and had no fucking idea what to do with it. Or how to make a rock record in general. Exactly. Like, like, that, that's what uh, I mean. It's like, this is very clearly made by people who make hip hop and wanted to make a rock record that still had the vibe of hip hop. So it's like the productions on it on it is weird, the mixing is weird, and it like it it has all the things that a rock record needs, but it's still like it doesn't sound like a rock the, record besides like having guitar on it. Yeah, yeah, and um, part of what I read like a long time ago, Lil Wayne said that I he's dominated rap. He wanted to dominate rock. One, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but and then when I heard like prom queen, I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but, but um, it, like but, I feel like it could have though. Is like uh, he's got Travis Barker on this album. He's got people. Oh, he's made abundantly clear he has Travis Barker. On yeah. this album. <laughs> it's it's just so weird though because he's like, I'm making a rock record, and he he has one song that has two guys who play rock on it, and then he has yeah. Nicki Minaj, he has Chanel, he has yeah. Eminem, yeah. and it's like, well, how is this a rock album? It, it, it being a rock record, there's only one or two. There's two or one or two songs that are definitely aren't rock, in my opinion. That's that's one. Drop the world's not rock or rock song, but we'll talk about that to mm-hmm. me. But it's aggressive, which you know. But I do think that the 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 rock he does make a lot of it's not the rock I had to listen to. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Sunset Strip type shit, or like it's or you. <laughs> or, the way I wrote it down. Uh, you know, shout out to my my man Lars Ulrich. It all sounded <laughs> it all sounded stock. Yeah, it sounded yeah. stock. You know, like, yeah. it's like every every time like a rock thing would happen. Uh, I was writing down like this is. It's like I'd either write down the genre it sounded like, or it's like this is the most generic like quote unquote rock I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's and Lil Wayne uh, he did play guitar in two of the songs. Um, but we'll get the da da da, and I think. Uh, What's the other one? He wrote, he played the guitar in Da 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 and On Fire. Okay. <laughs> but everything else, but even though he said he played all the records, all the guitar on the record, those are the only two songs people confirmed that he played guitar on were right. uh, Da 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 and On Fire. And I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but, um, but you, it's, it's, I, I don't want to talk, I mean, I do want to talk a little bit shit on this record, but I don't want to talk shit on Lil Wayne because he's a killer MC. Yeah, Dude, I think I just think this is, shit. I think this project is an interesting idea that just it unfortunately kind of a non-starter because it, he just didn't get the right team for it. Like if they if he did like a rebirth two and like you know really like sat down and wanted to do something cool with rock, I think he could pull it off. 
He's he's that guy. Uh, he's a uh, very talented. But also the problem that also the problem with Raw on this record is okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Kanye. But this before everyone hated Kanye. You mm-hmm. always recall 808 hate for heartbreak, and it has a lot of attitude on it, a lot on it. But I don't hate that record. I didn't buy it. My my girlfriend at the time bought it, so it was in the car a lot. I didn't hate the record, but it had a lot of attitude, right? And I don't. I I don't dislike Auto Tune. Right, right. I this this rebirth makes me dislike Auto Tune. Right. Like, this is yeah. this is a very just bad use for it. Yeah. It, so it sounds a lot like an electronic record. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for that, um, I'm listening to uh, Shares Believe every song on here. But um, <laughs> let's just start with the let's just over at track for track, and then we'll just we'll we'll go off tangents when we need yeah, to. Yeah, we'll we'll shit on it when we need to. Yeah. American Star. Uh, it starts out with the most generic, like fucking eighties guitar shit. Yeah, it's just uh, the point. cheesiest little guitar solo thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. <sighs> let me pull my notes on this. Yeah. Well, this is this is when you this song is when you first start to see the or hear the uh, the auto tune singing. Like it, it's throughout this whole album. It's it's supposed to be a rock record, so he's singing on every song. But I don't know if he like if he had issues like changing his pitch or whatever, but it's like, they just put this thick layer of auto tune on everything. And I could, if I wasn't for the lyrics, I couldn't understand a single fucking thing he was saying. Oh yeah. I, I went to genius to find out what he was saying. Cause it's so, it, it's so, auto tune. I guess it's supposed to correct your pitch, right? It's supposed to make you on tune. And so since he was out of pitch, so often out of tune so often that I was like, wait, it's happening like mid, mid word it's changing or like you know every every couple of letters like so like i'm like man i need to go on, i need to go on genius to figure out what the fuck he was saying and yeah you know, and like, well when it's this style of autotune it's a like stylistic choice because mm-hmm. this is where you like have stuff way cranked up like it's supposed to sound like this not because he's singing bad but because that's the like sound they wanted because mm-hmm. you can you can correct stuff with autotune having it be like quieter that just puts it on pitch and it's indistinguishable yeah apparently like like uh dolly Parton and, and shit they use they use auto tune live um to make it sound pristine that's what i heard yeah i mean and some people call it cheating but it's like if you want the best yeah performance out of it, it's like whatever who cares like yeah if it makes it, it sound good unfortunately here it does not make it sound good <laughs> no, no and this this song's uh you know it's, it's about growing up poor and then becoming rich and and fucking everyone, <laughs> because that's, that's that's what it's basically about. Like, and you know, I get it. He's and then he has a few lines here about the USA robbing people. Um, yeah, the, well, the USA thing was weird. In verse two, he ends three lines with USA. So he like he's rhyme. like trying to rhyme USA with USA. So yeah, he announces the bridge. It's coming. Right. <laughs> and um, and uh, I f- fuck. I mean, like, like that's the only part of the song I kind of like. And even then. I don't like this song. I think it's a pretty fucking lame song. Yeah. Well, the bridge is also where you start to run into. I think the big problem with the auto tune thing is when he starts to like affect his voice, like make it like a little more gruff, mm-hmm. a little more rocky. The auto tune has no fucking idea what to do with it. So it sounds even worse. Yeah. The thing is, uh, Will Wynn has this sort of rasp mm-hmm. when he raps, which is part of the reason I think he sounds cool. Um, right. And I, I think they really take away the charm of his voice in this record. Yeah, like the, the production just across the board on this thing, I think, is an issue because on like there's weird mixing on the drums because I think they're approaching it like a hip hop yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the drums are like front and center 
And then there's like barely a hint of guitar in the background. Yeah, and it's it's really strange that they uh, would try to hide the my favorite thing about Will Wayne. One is his is his rapping abilities and his and his his rasp, his voice in general. Right. So they try to hide it throughout this whole record, and it, that to me, it's like I'm like why do you try like uh, either Will Wayne made this or say I don't want to sound like me, or or the uh, production's like we need to do this, but they took away the probably everyone's favorite thing about Will Wayne. <laughs> you know, like right. like. So, I understand if the Lil Wayne's like, I'm gonna make a rock record and this is a rock record sound, but it's like, like you said, production team around them didn't know what they were making exactly. Like, all the uh, I, I don't know what you'd call it, like organic instruments, the uh, yeah. the drums and the guitar and the bass and everything, it sounds so artificial. Like, half it the songs looped too, doesn't it? Like, the, the riffs are looped, I don't think they're actually played like oh, yeah. Live. So, a lot of the songs come off sounding like a really bad MIDI file. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. It, I didn't think about it that way. It's so weird. And then this track, not to linger on this one for too long, it just has some really weird lines in it. Like, I take off my trousers. Yeah. 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 And then we've, uh, I mean, the big kind of like hook in it is that uh, he's a dope boy with a guitar. Yeah, dope boy with a guitar, which is weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never said that. I mean, that's something never, no one's ever said except Lil Wayne, I guess. That's the best thing I can say about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, American Star, uh, kind of a stinker. Kind of a stinker. Move on to the first single, Prom Queen. Uh, uh, which writ- kind of starts interesting. It's it's a heavier track. Yeah, it starts out kind of like uh, with like, like, like yeah, heavy. Um, just, you know, this is written by Chanel. Um, the, the, yeah. Yeah, written by her. Uh, so uh, it, it's a song about this you know, Lil Wayne growing up. This girl didn't want to be with her. She was being the palm queen. But at the end, it turns out that she fucked up and now she wants him. Um, right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's embracing the rock tradition of being like, yeah. you have bad taste in men, but I'm good. I'm a yeah. great taste in men. It's uh, and this is the, this is when I really started to hate the audio tune in this song. Um, and this one's so weird. Cause like I said, it's heavier, but like the, I feel like the music doesn't match the lyrics. Like it should be no, like a that, much that's, angrier that's song. A, that's a problem with the whole fucking record. Right. The whole fucking thing. <laughs> um, uh, you know, like, um, yeah, the, this, this is like a high, like a high school type thing, but it's the thing he mentions is her fancy underwear twice. He starts yeah. both verses with, talking about her fancy underwear and I'm like this is so weird. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the fuck like like what about how did you get to your underwear? Like was she like you sat behind her right? like wait hold on. It sit behind her ear so I, I will tell when I was in high in high school and college the girls I'd sit behind I I didn't choose to just sit behind them cuz the fucking underwear but they lean over and you could see it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe the only that's how Lil Wayne knows. Yeah, that's how he knows about her fancy underwear. But, um, but the, fucked around and turned around, turned me down. You know, like, like the thing I've been saying a lot recently for some reason is fuck, fuck around and find out. Right. Like, that's. I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing I picked up on the song, but it's a weird song. Uh, yeah, and you do kind of you start to realize here, kind of like the issue again across the whole album, is the chorus here like flirts with being catchy. But mm-hmm. it doesn't quite land. Like it never lands as being like an earworm, and that's mm-hmm. the problem. Is like there's nothing catchy on this album. 
Yeah. So there's a couple uh, parts that are like, oh, that was kind of fun. But after listening to this, even after like listening to the sampler, it's like, I don't remember what any of these tracks sound like. I yeah, couldn't, and, I couldn't uh, hum a few bars of anything on here. And there's a demo out there in October that was leaked in 2016 of Chanel singing all the lyrics to the song herself. Mm-hmm. So that's where they got the idea that she maybe wrote the song, which I don't doubt. I, I don't see little, this doesn't seem like a little Wayne song to write. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he didn't play guitar on it, but yeah, it does start out kind of heavy. Like, 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 one biscuit heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does. He kind of like touches on a bunch of different uh, genres of rock throughout mm-hmm. here. And if I had to pick like a song that I identified most rock wise, we're getting to it. But uh, this one, I guess, is number two in that. Not a good song though. Prom Queen. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was like honestly, there's one song on here that I. I, it was like the best of the bunch and it's still like, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. It's yeah. still terrible. It's, it's yeah. probably the most annoying song on here, but I was, it was the only one I like. It was kind of like, Oh, this is kind of fun. Uh, but let's so move on one, to ground zero, which is basically about getting high. Like, like, oh, yeah. like the whole thing. And it's a horrible song. This is probably <laughs> my least favorite song on the record. Next uh, to, I uh, think the bass on this one sounds cool. It almost has kind of like a, like a pop punk, maybe like a, what's his face like fat Mike vibe yeah. to it like it, yeah. it's it's doing that thing or maybe like the blink 182 thing where it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's got a cool baseline but the rest of the instruments sound awful again yeah yeah this it's 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 uh, to me it's most it's uh, this is definitely little Wayne's uh writing mm-hmm. <laughs> he wrote this song uh but a lot of it's something out like um for example he talks about the, he doesn't mention I know what you like, girl. Nice little me, a little white girl, little white girl being cocaine. If you didn't know, I, um, I do now. <laughs> yeah. So white girl with cocaine. That's like that. That's like the thing or white lady. Uh, when, if you're talking about Jellyd Smith, but we're not, we're talking about Lil Wayne. Uh, this one for some reason has an extended intro and it's so boring. Yeah. It's There's like, it's like, why, why did you extend this part? There's nothing interesting happening here. There's a lot of stuff. Um, that's boring in this record, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, so, I mean this this song to me is my least favorite song, mostly because a lot happens that's not interesting. Like, yeah, in, I in, honestly I couldn't pick out a least favorite on this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because the only thing that stood out was like the one one song I like kind of was uh, interested in. Like, this is weird. And he uses a gay slur, like in, like in the verse three. Yeah, like, okay. it, when he, he's just like listing things, and it's yeah, like. Yeah. That why, yeah why why did why did you add that one, dude? <laughs> like this is so weird. Um, he like kind of like puts a little like affect on his voice during the chorus, but it mm-hmm. sounds like he's like trying to put on an accent or something. <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to do. He's like that's a big problem with again the whole album is it's like a lot of choices that it's like coming into it. I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Why is this a choice? Why didn't along the way anybody go like, "Hey, maybe this is actually bad"? Yeah, yeah. It's it, I, I know this album was pushed back a few times too, mm-hmm. and, it, and uh, I know some. Of, uh, I think five five hundred copies actually shipped out early by Amazon, which happens apparently kind of a lot. I would. And this was one. And this was one of them. And I, I don't know, man. Like, like, what the fuck, dude? What, yeah. what the fuck, Halloween? <laughs> And uh, so another like weird production thing 
is the the instrumentals feel like they have no energy to them. Mm. But yeah, just still flat. Yeah, but Lil Wayne is trying really hard, so it comes off as like really embarrassing, especially on this song. <laughs> he keeps like affecting his voice and doing this, like, yeah, I'm super into it, and then it sounds like he's like singing his heart out over a fucking MIDI track. <laughs> and then yeah. it, this thing happens twice on the album, maybe more. I'm, we'll see. Um, the music fades out mid verse for no reason, and then just yeah, comes like, back. Like, like, yeah, what is up with that, dude? You're like, not like, even like emphasizing anything; it just fades yeah, it's, out. It's, it's, it fades out, and it's not like he's saying something super cool during that fade out. It's just another line, and it's just, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, and it happens multiple times. Yeah, you want to move on to uh, da da da? Yeah, which opens with like a cheesy ass Santana guitar esque <laughs> guitar solo uh, with xylophone. Yeah, so. This song also has the most, like, the shittiest lyrics on the planet. Oh, like, really? You don't like, well, I could be your uh, Bobby or your only Tinderoni? <laughs> or or a line where he rides monkey with monkey three times? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, and then this song, it, it's doing, it's trying to do, like, the rock thing. But mm-hmm. the way it's all coming through, it sounded, it sounded like a Black Eyed Peas song. It does. It's, it's. You know, I, I heard um, on The Office, uh, Derby California says, Black Eyed Peas are a rock for people who don't like rock, uh, rap for people who don't like rap, and pop for people who don't like pop. Yep. Yeah. And that's this is it, man. This movie, this song, this song is not good. No. <laughs> um, it, and it, it's called Da Da Da, because there's parts in it where he's singing Da Da Da, and they're awful. It's yeah. the only part in this that has like a hint. It, it's like there's a melody happening. Is um, there though? Like, like, cause I feel like he's just saying it. <laughs> like, like they're, they're doing something like with the auto tune that it's like it, mute, like a melody is happening, but like without lyrics or better singing, it doesn't stick. Or, or a song about really anything. Uh, I, I guess what I got from the song is he's trying to fuck a girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. And, and then he just wants to uh, be someone's tenderoni. And then he does fuck her. And then he says, I'm done with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, record some shit. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna make some beats. Uh, so yeah, I uh, this song is sucks, man. <laughs> it's yeah. not a good song. <laughs> but he does announce bass in this again. He announces bass in the last chord, like one of the chords. He's like bass, and the bass does something cool. Mm-hmm. But again, that's it. Like like bass, and the, the and bass, bass happens. In. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, but. My favorite thing is about when he announces shit. I know, it's and then so it just happens. Like it's it ruins the element of surprise. Yeah, you know something's coming, but then it's also because it's also generic. It's like yeah. he'd be like bass. Ima- just imagine a bass solo. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's not a good one. It's not, not Maxwell Murder. Yeah, imagine We're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Um, oh yeah. All right. But yeah, so let's move on to Paradise. Uh, which is spelled funny. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming it's like a pair of dice. Get but it's it? not. But it, yeah, I get it. But it, the song has nothing to do with like gambling or. Oh, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so this song's about being sucks to be famous. Like, well, maybe that's be- maybe that's what you got to roll the dice. You got to risk it all to be to be famous. But you don't you don't like what you won. I don't know. The the metaphor is a little. This was not a rock bloody. song to me. This one's a rock song, but it's a ballad. Okay. You see, you got to you got to go to the ballady part of rock. Um, yeah. But it's got it's it's 
you know, got the screamy auto tune happening again. Um, but yeah, it's about how fame sucks and the drums on it are like hip hop drums. Um, and they don't fit the song. Like it, I get this vibe that they, in their minds were like, we're making a fusion. It's like a fusion between like hip hop and rock, but they never coalesce in a way that makes it sound like they were written together. So like, it just, it doesn't mix. It sounds like it's like fucking oil and water. Like it's nothing clicks. And yeah, I feel like that Lil Wayne is really trying to convey emotion with this song. And I, it just sounds flat again. <laughs> and it's so I, weird. I, I want to mention that there, the, the you know, I'm a genius. So there's, there is a line that says blisters on his knees from begging for forgiveness. And the, the annotation on this is more likely he was praying to be forgiven, <laughs> <laughs> which to me, I, I, I had no clue. I would have never parsed that, that from I mean, that line. No, <laughs> but yeah, this song is, is pretty awful. And I, I listened to this record like four times today. Uh-huh. And That's, I was, I don't know how I you was, do it. I was in prison. I felt like I was in prison, but I was like, I, I want to make sure that I know this record front to back so I can really rip into it. Yeah. I and listened to, I, I got through it once today. Okay. And it was like, by the end of it, I was just like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to what, what I think is the best thing on here, but also the most annoying. It's uh, laughably be, uh, Get a Life is a laughably bad song. Laughably but bad. in such like a weird way. Um, so Lil Wayne says woo just a lot on the album. Like he's, he's hyped. <laughs> he says woo. But the song's like bouncier. And yeah, it's the vibe a, it, I was getting from it is it's, it's like a ska song, but they didn't realize ska is like syncopated. So it's like they're doing the upstrokes on the beat. So it's like it resembles a ska song, but it doesn't quite sound like a ska song. And then it's it only two like chords a- that they're just writing on these two chords for it. You know, it's like holding it. And it's like, holy shit. My favorite thing about this song is it's so fucking angry. But he just sounds so happy the whole time. Oh, I know. And this is this one more than any of them is the one that sounds like a bad MIDI track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It Dude, sounds like, like somebody it, pressed the demo track on a fucking like 90s Casio. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were just going back and forth with the rhythm. Bum, 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 bum. And I was like, I remember this, this coming in like this is an actual song on this record. Yeah. It's it's mid- they released way. this. <laughs> yeah, um, but a callback in the lyrics uh, to our, uh, our our previous episode about the cars. He says, man, I got too much shit on my head. And you're asking, right. yeah. do people say on my head or in my head? Apparently they do. Apparently they do. Well, Thanks, Lil like, Wayne. For, thank you. Yeah, thank you, somebody Wayne, needed for, to confirm it. Thanks, Lil Wayne. Thanks. Well, thanks where's thanks. he from? Did we, we, I think we speculated that it was a, uh, it was like an East Coast or like a Boston thing. Where's he from? Yeah, I'll make sure. Because if he's from Boston, then it's, uh, we've cracked this whole fucking thing well, wide open. National Treasure Three is happening. New Orleans. <laughs> okay. Yep. Not not Boston at all. So, so we we're, uh, the map is now back to the the uh, decoration independence. So yeah. So either more people say it, or he's a big Cars fan. Yeah, I I think it's the I think it's the latter. He's a okay. giant Cars fan. Uh, yeah. Hey, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this so, this song it's ridiculous. It's basically about. Haters, Hayden. Yeah, and they need to get a life. Yeah, uh, which uh, when's the last time you told someone that? 
get a life, man. I don't know if I've ever told somebody that. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing to say. Like, like I, I don't understand, man. Get a life. Like, it sounds get like a real butthead. Like, yeah. what am I? Am I a bully in the fucking nineties? Yeah. So, uh, what else did I say about this one? Yeah, I just said a lot of electronic and uh, oh yeah, there's a guitar run during the last like bridge, mm-hmm. like whittle, whittle, like I'm like I'm like there's no way he's doing that like there's and it any sort of also mentioned there's no good solos in this. If there's a guitar solo, it's pretty bad. It's like not good. It's yeah, not like nothing. Nothing's like they never like elevate the song, and the only time mm-hmm. I really notice them is when they like pop up in the intro. Mm-hmm. Of something, and even then, it's again the most bog standard fucking guitar solo you've ever heard. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> uh, so, based on title alone, I was hoping "On Fire" was going to be cool because it's like and, I was, you know, what I was really hoping for. I was hoping for Lil Wayne to do something along the lines of like "Fire" by Jimi Hendrix. But he's you know, doing you rock got, stuff. Yeah, I the tiger. That's what you got. <laughs> Which I was looking stuff up about this one. So yeah, it starts out just it bizarre. It's like this eighties yeah. ass song that opens it up, and I guess the reason for that is it uh, it's a sample from the Scarface soundtrack. Mm. So I think that's why it sounds so eighties. Is they like lifted uh, a bunch of stuff for samples from the Scarface soundtrack. Mm. Fits so weird on this album. Because then it, it, it like, immediately it, it, switches to like a more uh, like contemporary sound. Like I think the, yeah. the switch is cool, yeah. but it's so weird. And it, it's also like it's he mentions uh, letting rubbing his dick on someone's matchbox, yeah. which I guess is a, which I guess is a, a, her vagina. Like like I'm guessing like I I don't know, man. Like I'm going through this. It, the the fire part is on fire. Is this girl's fu- fucking hot? And she's on fire. Yeah. It, I mean, it's very similar to the Jimi yeah. Hendrix song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. Um, but uh, yeah, she's on fire. She's screaming. She's screaming. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the one I wrote down. She, <laughs> she's screaming. She's screaming. <laughs> the only thing like, so at the outro is a weird part is because he starts to, there's a guitar solo. That's just basically just a repeating note. Like, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which, so, there's some guitar that shows up in this track, but it feels like it's only for like flavor just so they can be like, yeah, it's a rock track. Here's, uh, here's yeah. some guitar, but it's mostly just a rap song. Yeah. And then it all kind of comes together in this way that makes it sound like really uninspired video game music. Yeah. yeah like somebody is, was like, what's a video game song sound like? And you'd be I, like, I oh, felt like, I, was, I felt like I was hearing streets of rage. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I was hearing, when I was listening to songs, like the sample streets of rage because that's what this sounds like yeah you know it's, like it's like video game music for a level you don't remember yeah so streets of rage three yeah <laughs> uh, um weird song yeah we, but we then we this actually goes into the only good song on the record um uh, me yeah it was it, well because it's the weird thing with this one is it's just i mean it's just a rap song yeah, it, it's not it's it's not a rock song, but it does have Travis Barker in it. Yeah, and they <laughs> they do try to like hint at some rock stuff. So this one's featuring Eminem. Yeah, which he is, shows up, he gets uh, one verse. But what the but to me that's the best verse of the song. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so it's got the the like rock elements because you said Travis Barker's on it, so it's got the the live drums. 
And mm-hmm. then during uh, Eminem's verse, it's got this like acoustic guitar playing. Yeah. That like, it kind of gives it like a, a Rocky, like third verse, slow down kind of thing. that's happening. But, with I mean, it. Like, but I mean, the start of it is Eminem cause he's rapping like crazy, like just going up, like doing the Eminem thing. Um, well, but I, this- he, man, there's some lyrics on here. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers. Oh, um, uh, dude, so much. Like, just and uh, also the name of the rebirth is in this. The only time that rebirth is mentioned is in the core of the, the of this song. Which is, I like, I now. didn't even pick up on that because I was too busy listening to the bitch. I'm gonna pick up the world and drop it on your fucking head, which <laughs> I, is I, so weird. Like weird I, I, imagery. I'm gonna be telling people that. <laughs> like <laughs> bitch, call him a bitch. I'm gonna call him bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 this is the only song where I feel like he's deep going deep into his psyche to talk about his fame and how it affects him, mm-hmm. or like, or his anger. Because it's the only one that I mean, it's the only one that I feel where he's actually being genuine. And yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, like, but uh, then. Eminem's there, and he says stuff like pretty much snuck up and butt fucked this game up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I had to look that up when I heard it the first. I'm like, what? did he just say that? What does that even mean? Like, like that know. sounds like rape to me. <laughs> like, snuck up and just stuck in your head. Like, I don't know. I, I think uh, he's. It, it's just weird that he put like the butt in there because he could just say I snuck up and fucked the game up, which yeah, it, like it, it's the same thing. But by adding he butt fucked it, it's like yeah, yeah. it's so much weirder. Yeah. The world's my Easter egg or bitch. It's Betty by <laughs> it's God. Um, and then, yeah, then some like really cheesy sounding like twinkly synths show up later on. Yeah, it's it's a weird song. Um, I mean, to say weird, we mean it's so weird. That it's so it's so bad that it's weird. Not that not that it's weird in general, because I've heard songs like this everywhere. It's just. Yeah, a- I mean, it's just like, again, it's like weird choices. Like, yeah. like, why are you these lyrics? Why are you saying this? Why are you having the this rock rap album? Why, like, why? I, I'm just I find myself so baffled by this whole thing that it yeah, it's it made it through so many hands and ears and eyes. Like, so many people were looking at it, and it still got released like this. I mean, it was pushed back too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was pushed back at the same time. And you're like, and this was originally released with another record by Lil Wayne. So when I thought, uh, when I heard about them, I'm like, oh, they're going to try to make this sort of like a bonus disc. And then Wayne was like, fuck no, this is a record that I right. made. It's going to come out separate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, pal. <laughs> um, oh, well, let's move on to Running, which is my most boring song on the record to me. It's pretty boring. It's another one yeah. of the slow songs. Uh, but a weird thing happens on this one that happens twice. And maybe I don't know. I'm not up to date on my Lil Wayne lore, but he just says Justice League at the beginning of the song. So that's that's uh, written by Justice League. The the, the one did the beep, the, the beat, the oh, Justice okay. League, which stands for just undeniably some of the illest composers ever no, in their Grammy awards. That, that's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, not knowing what that was, like he says it twice on the album. He's just like Justice League, and I was like, yeah, I mean that's a pretty good show. Yeah. I think I prefer the you know. Batman and Superman shows like on their own. Justice League was a little too much. I don't really like team heroes, you know. What about like the Zack Snyder's Justice League? Are you a fan of that? Fuck no. <laughs> Everyone was like, bring back the Snyderverse. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, the Snyder Cut, I've heard I'm not gonna watch it. More competent 
than the Joss Whedon cut. The movie actually makes sense. Um, it's not like weird, weirdly like saturated with color. So the- speaking of Joss Whedon, did you like the first um, Avengers movie? Yeah, that used to be my favorite of the uh, like Marvel ones for a while. Um, I hate the second Avengers. Oh, movie. awful! The, Fucking terrible. yeah, uh, Age of Ultron's terrible. And you're like, you're like, why does they 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 did this themselves? <laughs> like, like they did this. Like, why are they not in deep shit for making this? But uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, let's get back to um, running. running. Yeah, so it's another slow song, uh, but it does have like a pop rock chorus mm-hmm. uh, that I wrote. This is the most stock thing I've heard in a long time. Like, dude. Dude, <laughs> I keep I, I keep saying stock, and I know it confuses James Hetfield when you say that. But it it's just like so so like generic, and just like nobody's trying. Like it's like this is the first. Like I cannot believe that this wasn't just like wholesale ripped off from something. I do. Like that's how generic it sounds. He has a, a word that he made called testification. <laughs> but it sounds like, like you're turning into a set of balls. Yeah, testification, precipitation, justification, vacation. Here, I know those words. <laughs> it's got this real oh, uh, like. Also, real quick, he also rhymed together with together. I want to mention that. Oh, too. perfect. Yeah, I, like <laughs> that's the problem. Is like for a project like this, I feel like you have to be all in on it, and I feel like <laughs> nobody's all in. Like it, the, like lyrics like that. It sounds like he's just phoning it in, and it's like, well, then why are you, why are you going? Uh, on this path like it seems like you don't care so the lead scene for Harvey Danger Sean Nelson uh-huh. and the, the, the he bemoans the fact he rhymed well with well at a point like he even mentions that I have a lyric booklet like of a, like uh, all the Harvey Danger lyrics and he talks about it's like I rhymed well with with well in this one sorry guys yeah <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah like this one I'm, I feel like if I were if someone were to bring it up to he's like so no one's unnoticed. Well, guess what? We're on this podcast and we notice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're on the little way. <laughs> uh, so along with being uh, generic in the chorus, the verses have this kind of like plinky sounding muted guitar that gives me like early 2000s pop metal vibes. Like it sounds like a stained or a POD or like uh, some of the worst like System of a Down songs. Yeah. I, I guess this is down a little bit of a little bit of a, a break when it comes to like um, music, like as in, I think it's, it's better than the stuff that's come out, you know, like, yeah, well with system of a down, they're one of those bands that they're, uh, they're so good that people won't admit that they're new metal. Is it, is, I think it's the same way with Deftones. Yeah. It's like, just cause they're good. Doesn't mean that they're not part of that genre. They're yeah. just good. <laughs> it's like, like, sorry. Yeah. I love system of a down. What about Deftones? Uh, I'm iffy on Deftones, but I need to like sit down and really explore it. They're kind of, they, they sit like a similar thing as maybe not as bad, but like tool where it's like mm-hmm. Deftones have been talked up so much by everybody. Maybe they sit in like the Radiohead, okay, oh, where it's like, I, everyone I like talks the- them up so much. Like they're like the most interesting thing. And it's like the couple songs I've heard, like it, it's fine, but it's like, I'm coming into this expecting to have like my mind blown so i'm just kind of afraid to actually hop in and explore either radiohead or deftones because i feel so, like <laughs> i'm gonna be disappointed so here's the thing with radiohead um i like okay computer it's fine mm. but it's not the, like the best shit on the planet kid a is a little bit better 
I like Kid A just fine too. But to me, these things weren't like like listen to these fucking geniuses make music. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I own both I own both OK Computer and Kid A because they're good records. And they're in Kid A at the time, I understand it was uh, a big departure in Radiohead where like this mysterious fucking thing going on. But <sighs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um and then this song ends with Lil Wayne's uh impression of one of the singers from rancid <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, it sounds like tim armstrong for sure like, yeah I, I, it's I, like i was yeah. listening to it i was like is this is it fucking tim armstrong like, it's like he's trying to do that like <laughs> yeah she took my buddy yeah i love rancid but yeah. man that guy's got a distinct voice that is a great impression, dude. Honestly, <laughs> I've been working on it you. for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, yeah. Uh, I I kind of have a problem with Tim Armstrong just because he's a creep. But, um, oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brody Armstrong, or now Dow Brody Dow, or she used to be married to a girl who's in the Distillers. Like from she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got together when she was sixteen. Gross. Yes, and he was like thirty-one or something like that. She's it's, had a weird not not to like air people's dirty laundry, but yeah. she's Josh Homie's uh, ex wife too, and now like a bunch of abuse oh, wait, allegations wait. are coming out. Hold, hold I did not know that. I thought they were still married. So, oh my god. Oh no, because Josh Homie's a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Do you like Queens though? They're fine. Yeah, I'm not a Queens fan guy. Like, I don't hate Queens in this age, but but uh, like when they first started getting popular, when they had mainstream success with them. Whatever that song is, I don't know how to play that guitar perfectly. Mm. I don't think "Songs for the Deaf" is as good as people say it is. They have, <laughs> I think, "Lullabies to Paralyze" or um, "Era Vulgaris" are their best stuff. But they're also is it's it? also their weirdest stuff. Okay, and that's that's your shit though. Yeah, I, I mean, I like those two. They're just kind of like weird riff rock things, which I yeah. I like quite a bit. But what I don't like is one way trip. Lil Wayne. That's yeah, a one-way trip. Dick to the ceiling. Um, he mentions twice in the song that Travis Barker is a drummer. Like that's the thing that I got the song. Um, this is another. It's every. It's every fucking track. But this one especially had really weird production. Like it opens with a recording of him smoking. Uh, it's got some like really like techno-y synths that are hiding under the rock that don't mix in. And then every so often it's got that uh, like thing. Like yeah. that cake uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a fucking cake song. Like, what are we listening so, to? So I'm sorry, he mentions Travis Barker's drummer three times in the song. Oh my god. Um, like which is and uh, there's Kevin Rudolph who's some rock guy who sings the chorus. Um it's it's a weird song, um, because he he's he's obviously talking shit on the haters, mm-hmm. but he's like, Fuck you, Travis Barker's my drummer. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it has a part where it, it's like, and it feels like, uh, 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 yeah, but they got everybody to say, yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it's mixed really loud. Like it's the loudest fucking. Yeah. I've ever heard. Oh, dude, yeah. I, there's some lines that make me cringe. Like, uh, I mean, they're kind of, kind of clever when I play, when I play sick on like Jordan with the flu, some of that game where Jordan had the flu. And the, you know. I wrote down one lyric and it is, Suck me like soup, and I'ma eat you like surf and turf. I get the soup part, but how, like you don't suck. Well, first off, you slurp soup. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. suck soup. <laughs> but also, chili dog. I is surf and turf like a sexy food? Like no, it's you it's fork and, and knife, steak, right? Yeah, no, well, it's yeah. lobster and steak. But you, okay. you fork and knife that shit. Like that, that's not something I'm, I'm not gonna be like. Yeah, I'm gonna be eat your pussy like with surf and turf. You'd be like, no, you aren't. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine telling anyone I'm with that. That's what I'm gonna do to them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but the awful lyrics on this is a this is a bizarre song. It's yeah, so that's yeah. that's the vibe on the whole album. It's like this whole thing is just so fucking weird. Yeah, and the Lynette song for me is the weirdest song on the record. Knockout. Yeah, it sounds like a Blink One Eight Two song. Yeah. Uh, he says Justice League again, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it it's very like pop punk inspired. I and it oh, it's it's bizarre. It's got um, it's Nicki Minaj <laughs> singing on it. She's singing the choruses, uh, which have no. By the energy. way, who's, by the way, who sounds nothing like Nicki Minaj in this? Like like not I know until her verse, and not until her verse. That's true. Yeah, once you get that, you get the the attitude she has. But the she's singing the chorus. I'm like, what the fuck? Like. Hey, is she sleeping like like halfway? Yeah, it like, like I said, there's no energy to it, and the only good part of the song is Nikki's verse. Like I thought it, it it's funny. I I want I, I, I want to say something about the last song where he mentions Travis Barker's drummers three times. Uh-huh. The drums aren't that impressive. Yeah, at all. Travis <laughs> so why is a good drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, why would you like advertise that? The drums are kind of fucking boring. Yeah, it's not like he did just name cool. dropping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. uh knockout um the, it sound to me i was like okay this sounds like his attempt at point point eight two, but then the chorus is just kind of so sleepy it doesn't get that thing that you get from right like that's what i was saying like none of the choruses are catchy enough or like they they don't hit right it's like i don't even remember what this sounds like and then it's got a weird like very serious like breakdown at the end <laughs> what is what is this song yeah in the songs about like uh, uh, Wayne trying to get with uh, Nikki, I'm gonna guess with it. I would she's so. A, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, because yeah, then she reciprocates, tells him to grab a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top, top, give him good top. Yep. Hidden, hidden below the belt. I want to give him a good top. All right, good yeah, stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on from this weird ass song. Uh, to, to the, the final. price is wrong. The the probably my least favorite song on the record. This one was so weird because it opened oh, sounding like like a punky grungy song. And in the, the but the, the production is the, the weird part is that is that it like they obviously change the settings on the guitar, mm-hmm. but it sounds like dog shit. Oh yeah. until the chorus until the chorus when they when they add in everything else. So I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you change it? Like. Mm. Yeah, I even wrote like the chorus actually sounds pretty legit. Like I thought it sounded almost like a if Descendants were a little bit heavier. <laughs> yeah, like so it kind of has that like early pop punk sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the I feel like the intro had a lot of promise, and then the verses come in, and I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. Uh, yeah, it, they say okay like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, I, I to me I was thinking okay, he was he loves Andrew three thousand. He's going to do the okay. Yeah, <laughs> but do they all, instead of the all right, which apparently I know he was the Andre 2000, but I know that he was an influence on this project mm-hmm. because, of the, because of the Love Below, uh, which is uh, obviously so much different, but significantly better, too. 
Oh yeah, way better. Um, this is weird. I yeah, don't... this is another track. They uh, they cut the music randomly. Yep. But why? Sense. It's it's so stupid. Um, they also added in. They're pretty buried in the mix, but later on, they add in some hey hoes because <laughs> the Ramones did it, and that's like a rock yeah. thing, I guess. Like it yeah. feels like they know things from rock, but it's like they don't know what to do with them. So they're like, oh, we need, oh, we need something. Let's fucking he hey seems ho. Re- he he seems really into the OKs too. He's like he's almost screaming. Um, yeah. So in a at the end, he's saying "fuck her" anyway, but she got to pay him. Like, what is going on? Um, uh, it's it's not a good song. It's yep. a weird song, and that's the final song on the record. Yeah, I was gonna say the best thing about it is that it's the last track. <laughs> it's yeah. finally over. Yeah, and uh, uh, so this is a. Generally hate record for a good reason. Yeah. There's some like like Saint Anger apparently has some redeeming qualities. I almost Does picked it? that. I, I, I mean, know. I almost picked that one and I didn't because yeah. I assumed you were going to. Um I, I almost but also didn't. Saint Anger is like over an hour long and none of it's good. Oh, that's why I didn't pick it. I looked at, I looked at how long it was. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> but if you do want to hear another shitty album with bad production, uh and actually what the quote it, I don't know. It sounds stock comes from is from the recording of that album. Did they not listen to uh, Lars's snare during that whole thing? He wanted it to sound like that. That was a conscious choice. That's a bad choice. You, if you haven't watched it, watch some kind of monster. This is oh, for everybody. Dude, I love because it's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I love the I love they have band therapy and Dave Mustaine's there. That's that's the craziest thing. Well, me. that's what you got to do. You got to go. You got to like that makes go that's good filmmaking. Yeah, it's good filmmaking. <laughs> you go and you like have the person in the in the movie that the band wronged. And it's like, oh, we're moving on. And, you know, there's drama and all that stuff. But awful. <laughs> but you if you haven't seen it, even if you don't like Metallica, just watch watch this band fall apart and be whiny. The only person yeah. who comes across good is Kirk Hammett because he's like, I just want to play some fucking music, please. <laughs> Kirk, Hammett, Kirk Hammett, like, out of all of them, he seems like the most like well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's just like kind of there, and you see James and uh, and Lars just fucking fight the whole time. Yeah, and, there's uh, that part where Lars just screams "fuck" in James Hetfield's face. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's so it's so cringy. It's just like. If you These didn't hate Lars to be before, badass. Yeah, if you didn't hate Lars before, you will add to this movie. But yeah, like his dad Lars looks like, like a goblin version of Gandalf. <laughs> My favorite thing of also is that when Lars uh, railed against Snapster, how everyone just fucking turned on to mm-hmm. you're like fuck this, you know, this douche nozzle. Yeah, it's like you came up from tape trading. That's the only reason you have a career. Yeah, Lil Wayne, Rebirth, <laughs> Rebirth. Piece of shit, <laughs> like like bad <laughs> record. It's a it's a it's a flame that flame pile of shit. And um, I I don't. I wonder if she's seen him live. I wonder if he plays any songs from them. Performs. I don't know. I I'm hoping that over the years, because it's been a little over. T- it's been like what twelve years since it came out. Yeah. yeah. That like maybe they've been reworked because that's what I mean. That's what bands do. They they play their stuff. They do they do all that and like they find <laughs> things that work. They change it. Like I'm I'm hope they're. I don't think the songs are good on any level, but maybe there's a nugget in there that I didn't hear that like could be expanded out and something cool. You know who reworks their songs and it's just weird and not good? Who? Bob Dylan. (laughs) Um, He uh, he boogie woogies his songs out so much that 
I don't know what he's playing. Like when I went saw him, I'm like, is is this tangled up in blue? I think <laughs> I think it's tangled up in blue because he was also mumbling and stuff. The uh, uh, the ones that always bug me, it's uh, like punk bands. Oh, they yeah. play their stuff and then they're like, well, oh, let's play it twice as fast. And then it's just a jumbled mess. And it's like, guys, just you played it at a tempo that everybody knows, like at least try to get close to it. No fix did. Uh, they have this thing where they do seven songs in seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the songs are the songs are pretty short in general, so they kind of fit. But uh, the, I know they used one song. They sped it up. I'm like, this is not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> But they're great live. They're fine. They uh, they're they they're also kind of really fucking offensive, which is their thing, though. Yeah, you know? I I feel like every two years something comes across my feed that's like Fat Mike said something fucked up again. Well, he's sober now, so I don't know if I'll change anything. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but I heard a new song by them because I've been waiting for the New York because the last one was not that good, mm-hmm. and uh, he came on a podcast. Um, he talked about. Yeah, you played a new song off of, and I'm like, this song is better than the, all the chapter last one. So I hope it's good because he he plays this record this year and the, for the following three years after that. Wow. Because after getting sober, he's been writing like he's written 40 songs since Holy being shit. sober. Yeah, beginning of January, he got got out of rehab. So, um, his his uh, booze been keeping him like keeping him like busy. Like good. Drinking water and stuff like that, even though uh, and he went in for pill addiction, right? So he was addicted to pills. And I saw him take a shot of vodka on um on the podcast he was on. Like, is that not how it works? Like, if you're an addict, don't you not? I mean, I don't know. If it, it bothered me a bit. Ah, well, I don't know. Whatever. We'll I guess see. whatever works for people. Yeah, I mean, some people like you switch from coffee to cigarettes or vice versa. Right. Uh, anyway, price is wrong. This album is wrong. Williams Rebirth, eat your shit out of here. I'm glad. I don't, I'm glad I don't own <laughs> this. In any way, um, what did you bring again? I brought unfinished music number one, Two Virgins, uh, by John Lennon and Yoko Ono, uh, released in 1968. So uh, I I know the story behind this thing. Yeah, but I uh, I can regale everyone else. Yeah. I want to hear it. You tell it. Okay. So, um, John Lennon met Yoko Ono at like a, a showing and they kind of had, they didn't really like get along, but they had like correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, and one night when John Lennon's wife was out of town, yeah. uh, he invited Yoko Ono over, uh, for obvious reasons. He was smitten with her or they were smitten with each <laughs> obvious, other. Obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, they were hanging out. Wife was out of town and they decided to like make some weird avant-garde recording all night. Like that's what they did. They hung out. They presumably got high, made just like some weird fucking album and then had sex as the sun rose as as dawn uh, appeared as spring sprung, whatever. Um and then John Lennon's wife comes home from the trip, finds them both like sitting on the floor post post coitus, uh, wearing like terry cloth tunics. And they both just kind of like looked at her and she like just grabbed stuff she needed and left. Like no words were said. And like that was just the that was the end of their relationship. And then it was him and Yoko Ono for the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> there's some some talk 
of like some of the weird like avant-garde tape loops that show up in this being stuff that he fucked around with before she had come over. And most of the stuff they did was just like scream and make funny sounds over this, which that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the whole thing, it's two, it's two sides, but it's one piece of shit. Yeah, obviously. Um, obviously. Yeah. And this is, I like avant-garde stuff. I, I, I'd even say I'm a revolution nine, like apologist. Like I think I like that piece <laughs> of music or art or whatever it is. This is not good. Nobody thought it was good. People who like avant-garde stuff do not think this is good. Um, it's just bad avant-garde. It's really pretentious. Uh, I, there's just so much like they, they called it two virgins because, you know, they recorded it before they had, had sex and they were approaching it with like a virginal attitude. Um, the cover of it has both of them naked. And this is during the height of the Beatles too. This is yeah, yeah. 1968. So this is pre breakup. <laughs> this is, this is, I think around the time white album came out. Um, so you're seeing one of the most famous person in the world's like donger on the front of an album. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just it's weird. And nobody... I do know when they I do know when they sold the record, they had a lot, a lot of record companies just just had black paper, brown paper over it. You know? Yeah, like, and I think that's represented on the like Spotify release and stuff like yeah. that. It's like they have it like brown paper bag, except like their face, their faces yeah. are cut out. Um, they did another album, another unfinished music one that I can't remember the name of. Um, kind of very similar. I think this one is the more famous of them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we can kind of get into the different movements and what can be found within after, uh, after we listen to the sampler. All right. Uh, this, this is, is two yeah, virgins or unfinished music. Number one, two virgins by John Lennon and Yoko Ono.
<laughs> so that sure was. <laughs> so uh, I, you uh, managed to um, to do something you haven't done before. Uh, so I put this on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was sitting my my was working right next to me, and um, six minutes in the first song, she takes my headphones and hands them to me. <laughs> saying, and saying I can't deal with this right like at all ever, and um, I, and so I I sat, I put my headphones on, and I will to be alone with this piece of flame shit. Dude. <laughs> um, I don't understand. Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna go into it a little bit later, but I'm gonna straight up say I'm one of those people who does not understand Yoko Ono. Her appeal with like I okay, I understand what she's trying to do, but mm. I don't know how anyone could listen to her music. For pleasure. That's kind of where I'm at. Is like I really appreciate what she's trying to do, um, but it never like lands for me. It's never. It never kind of transcends being just annoying. Yeah, yeah I'm not quite sure. Like, I don't. I, it it's definitely annoying. I will say that. Like, I, everyone's seen that video of Yoko Ono while adding to Drawing Be Good while. Um, John Lennon and Chuck Berry are playing it, mm-hmm. and then in the background she's yeah, 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 and like and Chuck Berry looks like someone just fucking like 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 cut him or oh, something yeah, like that. That's so funny. It, and um, there's this bit by Bill Berry who talks to, does the he does it so well, but um, man, like what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> like so the sample I made is like two and a half minutes ish. Mm-hmm. It is that yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> unrelenting. Yeah, there's no, um, there's okay, there's nothing musical about it, which I don't think was the point. Oh, uh, there's some music that they seem to have recorded oh. from a radio. Yeah. That they just kind of like let play in the background while they make weird noises over it. So they call it unfinished music. I don't know how you'd make music that's finished. Like, like that would. Ha- I don't know what, like unfinished. Like what? What? There's nothing to add to it to say what that is is there i there's a thing about it i'll look i'll look it up while we keep talking um like there's you don't have a vinyl do you what's up you don't have this on vinyl oh, do you fuck no like <laughs> i like weird avant-garde shit i don't think this is good okay good i would be upset if you're like oh dude no i picked something that everyone everyone hates but i love it I'd be like god damn you no, know explain definitely this not <laughs> But it's um, it's it's a strange thing. Uh, so like I said, I don't think I don't have really any problems with Yoko Ono as a person. No, I'm not. I don't fall into that. Like, oh, she broke up the Beatles, blah, all that you, stuff. You know, she did. There were bands that was bound to break up sooner or later. Most bands do. Mm-hmm. So, so and I don't think Yoko had anything to do with it. Um, I do know that the I do re- re- did read the Beatles begged John not to release this. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like at like the height of their career, like this shit comes out. Oh yeah, we're gonna put our. I'm gonna put my dick on the cover, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which uh, I, mm, it's it's something else, man. Like, <laughs> and uh, Yoko Ono, like I've, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you watched um that documentary, so. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and it's a good documentary, man. It's long, it's cool, and. I like the stuff they do in the studio, but all uh, a lot of times I feel like are they fighting now? Like I can't tell if they're fighting mostly between the Beatles and Yoko just kind of being there. She was like a piece of furniture. She, she rarely spoke, and um, 
was a uh, just sort of smoking cigarettes, which in that in that documentary in most of these movies, they make smoking look so fucking cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's here's what I found. Okay. Lennon described unfinished music as uh, quote saying whatever you want uh, saying whatever you want it to say. It is just us expressing ourselves like a child does, you know. However, he feels like then uh, what we're saying is make your own music. This is unfinished music. Okay. So that's that's what that means. That's it's it's very uh, pretentious and. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure there are people out there that actually like it, or they wanted to like it. You know how like sometimes you'll you'll read a book or you'll uh, play a game and or you'll see a movie, especially, and people come out and you're like, "Do you like it?" You're like, "Yeah, I think I liked it." And then you come to your senses, not to your senses, but you come back to it later and you're like, "No, that was a piece of shit." I'm yeah, sure I, think, like, I I wonder if this is just like if you're into this, you're probably more not to like call anybody out, but maybe like a kind of a contrarian like because it's like (laughs) it's a piece of shit album that came out from the beatles so it's like i feel like a big appeal here is like this is about as anti-beatles as you can get Mm -hmm. and so when somebody's like do you like the beatles and they go like no the beatles fucking suck but two virgins yeah that's yeah that's that's the artistic statement (laughs) so uh i mean we talked about the beatles before about how you're okay with them you understand? Yeah, I think like I think Abbey Road's pretty good. Uh, actually, I think Abbey Road's really good. I think yeah. Sergeant Pepper's really good. I think Let It Be mm. has a couple good tracks on it. Mm. I'm also more of a more of a John guy. Oh yeah, well, I, I think yeah. Paul McCartney has really like good melodies, and they're all like well, cool and interesting. Well, people say that uh, John Lennon used Paul McCartney as his voice box, like yeah, like the songs. Have, yeah. that, I mean to. I mean, if I, I'm going to pick up my favorite Beatles song, I'm going to go really, like, really uh, on the mainstream and say, Hey Jude is my favorite Beatles song. It's just, it's one of the songs to me that's going to be played centuries from now. And, I mean, to me. Right. And uh, you know me. I like a, a little weirder stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like, I think my favorite Beatles song is uh, She's So Heavy, which is like John Lennon writing like a heavy psych- psychedelic rock song. <laughs> um, I like Dig a Pony. People hate Dig a Pony. It's got really <laughs> bizarre lyrics, but it, he did that on purpose because people were looking too much into what he was trying to say. Yeah, John Lennon was a was an interesting fella, uh, especially that he fell in love with Yoko Ono and then recorded this, and then they had sex for the first time after recording this because nothing nothing turns me on like hearing Yoko scream yeah. uh, <laughs> into, into the microphone. Um, I, I, I don't, like. I don't even know how to approach talking about this since it's one kind of long piece. But yeah. I guess we can go like side by side. I I, I get some. I get some. Notes. And like moments. I don't know. Uh, so side one opens with like some whistling and like kind of like a field recording of like conversations is what it sounds like that they've been just kind of like throw funky tape effects on. Yeah, I heard that someone said that, that it was like a uh, part of it was a comedy routine. Like like. Like it, it, part of it's supposed to be funny, which I, I guess. mean, there are parts in this that I laugh at. Like, oh yeah, there, there are parts wait, I laugh at like, too. There's weird shit happening, and then there's like a a moment of like a normal conversation where it's like, "Honey, I'm home." And you hear like mumbling. John mumbles stuff throughout the whole thing. You can mm-hmm. hear John mumble a lot, and 
John has John and most of Beatles have besides Paul have the distinctive way of like talking. Like you can tell that's Ringo, right? Right. Uh, or, or you can tell that's John and John has a distinctive voice because everyone's been fun of it for years. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so his cadence is on his. I actually wrote on my notes. Leah hates it. Um, I, and I, said, I should show this to my wife. Oh, dude. Maybe I'll put it on in the car when we go get dinner or something. Yeah. I go, Lee hates this. She isn't wrong. About four minutes to 30 seconds of this. That's when you hear Yoko like doing something like with her voice, uh, not singing. Cause she, that's not, that's not something she does. That's not it, thing. it kind of happens on like side two. There's like a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like, she's not trying to like belt it out or anything, but there's definitely like a, a little more like songy to it, but I actually wrote down how the fuck could anyone like this? <laughs> <laughs> but there's yeah, there's so there's a bunch of like weird stuff happening besides the voice, the vocals. There's like something echoey that like I think might be guitar, but I don't know. It's like so buried in like weird tape effects, and then like someone yeah, fucking around on a piano. Yeah, just like just someone who's not skilled at it or I mean, I've heard this thing since this would have sound bad instrument, you get really good at it first, and that's Never the case I've ever heard. Right, I've heard that heard that terminology. Someone trying to validate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the one of the things that bothered me about this first off was how loud the the, the whistling was, and I was like, "Is he taking birds and then amplifying the gain up?" Is this yeah, what it it's like, like? It's very grating. Yeah, it's very grating. Um, and that's when I first looked at Leah, and she popped her eyes over me. She squinted a little bit. Um, and, oh, that's so funny. And then she goes, what is this? And I go, oh, it's something Ryan told no, me. No, you have to be like, it's John Lennon of the okay. Beatles. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, it's uh, Unfinished two version by J- John Lennon and Yoko Ono. This is Ryan's pick for generally hated records. I, I tell her that this wasn't supposed to be good, but I have to listen to it right. for the show. And that's, you know, she made headphones and she didn't work downstairs today. So I got to listen to it. Two more times. Full blast. Um, yeah, full blast. So one thing that's kind of like omnipresent on this album is Yoko Ono doing kind of like this like wine singing mm-hmm. that they keep moving around the uh like the panning and like the, yeah. the audible space. Yeah. It sounds like a fly buzzing around your head. Yeah. So I listened to this on the soundbar. Uh-huh. So I didn't get that, but when I listened to it on headphones, it's like, what in the fuck is going on? Like, is one of the speakers out? Like, I have do I, I have a bad ear, which is periodically it's it's almost not bad. Like, uh-huh. yeah, tinnitus. Uh, I have my left ear almost constantly. I've gotten to the point where I can tune out and I can actually listen. But but I was like, is my ear really fucked up today? And no, that's just the way it is. Like. Yeah, it like like I said, it sounds like a fly, just like me. <laughs> yeah, it's, apparently. Okay, I know it was recorded mono, and they had a stereo version of it. I was, I mean, either way, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, like why go to the trouble of turning this into anything? But apparently, I mean, I read about the sales of this in the U.S. was twenty five thousand copies. Mm-hmm. In Britain, there are five thousand. Damn. So. I mean, we but, were enamored with the Beatles, Beatlemania. Yeah, Beatlemania. I mean, and they were good. Um, uh, at one point, they're just screaming. There's just screaming mm-hmm. happening. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, that's when I realized it wasn't just Yoko. <laughs> it's both of them. Yeah, screaming. there's oh god, there's a part. Uh, both of them like being weird too, because like 
mm-hmm. you know, John will scream here and there, uh, but he he's mostly kind of like relegated to like doing like the funny comedy act mm-hmm. voices. Yeah. Uh, Hello, honey. It, yeah, Here's yeah. my tea ready. But there's a part <laughs> where Yoko's doing this like, who's there? And then he goes, daddy. Yeah, yeah. I laughed at that. I laughed at that. Um, uh, and then, like, behind that, there's this, like, drony tape loop, and then that's when the normal conversation about tea kind of swings in. Yeah, and I was thinking, uh, at one point, is, are, like, I don't, I, I, they didn't record themselves fucking, but they might as well. <laughs> yeah, because there are parts of just, like, if you were to imagine, just based on everything you know about John Lennon and Yoko Ono, like, what them having sex sounds like, yeah, it's probably pretty similar to this. Which which would t- terrify me. <laughs> yeah, it way. sounds like a bunch of uh, wild animals tearing apart an animal carcass. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy. It's weird. Oh, I want to mention uh, real quick before uh, Rebirth Louise Armand, there's a point where you hear it sounds like him um, taking lighting a blunt and taking it, a puff of it. Oh, no, I, I said that. Yeah, one of the tracks yeah. opens with that. It was one of the weird yeah. production choices. Yeah. You know, like all of this stuff has skits in it. I would have liked the skits in, in that and in rebirth. Anyway, but we're not talking about that. We're moving yeah. on. Um, uh, and then this side ends, it just abruptly cuts off because it's yeah, like, yeah. A, like a, oh, as the whole track is, a yeah. wall of just like annoying noises. And then John goes, like, uh, excuse me. Like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? And then yeah. it, it, the music cuts off and it's like, and then he's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And the second track, the, the, they it's basically more the same, but it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Um, the same thing. There's, there's. Uh, I think I wrote down. All right, are you ready? Because there's a point where he where he says that to. I think he says, "All right, are you ready?" Or either that. That's what I heard. And he mumbles you can, something. Yeah, he mumbles stuff. Yeah. The, the, there's uh, this side kind of opens with like this weird kind of like oscillating tape loop. Yeah, there's a lot of electronic sounds that. I didn't realize they had it in 1968. Yeah, no. and I'm not sure how much of it's like electronic sounds or they're just like manipulating tape enough that they could get a it weird does, sound out of it. It does sound um it does sound like very uh, parts that are very mechanically clanging and um, mm-hmm. like like they're fucking up something. And apparently this is in his studio, his home studio, and I want to know what that studio looked like now. It probably wasn't much. I bet they just had like a reel to reel. cuz you could do like I've seen a bunch of videos where it's like you can you can do a bunch of like tape stuff, like a bunch of guitar effects and tape techniques. A lot of mm-hmm. those are just from like fucking around with the tape while it's doing its thing. So they could have just done okay. that. Um, yeah, the oscillating tape loop cuts off to reintroduce Yoko buzzing around your head. Oh. Um, and then like one what a sound I do really like on here. There's on side two. There's two sounds that like okay. they they finally do something interesting. There's the pitch shifting <laughs> of the piano. Yeah, I did like that. It too. makes yeah, it sound like a slide guitar. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I, like I I would if I were Paul McCartney. Yeah, I could see my, not Paul McCartney. Yoko, not Yoko. John Lennon. John John Lennon. Ringo I could see myself. Uh, George Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I I could see myself fucking around with that. Like 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 doing like recording that because that sounds cool. Yeah, I would love because Paul McCartney does this. It's Mm -hmm. he will take these kind of more strange avant garde influences and then do something cool with them and weave it into a Beatles song. Yeah. And it ends up working out like if if John could take some of these like could have taken some of these crazy ideas and weaved it more into, I guess, something more musical. 
I think it would be a lot more successful. Um, and then another cool sound I like is there's like this just like deep distorted, like bass rumble. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is this like drone metal or something? Like this is really yeah, cool. I would, have, I would have liked to know what that actually was too. Cause at first I thought it was a car pulling up outside. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me just like he like let a guitar feedback and then probably just like shifted it down. I'm like, is it, is it, is a mail truck here? Are we getting a package? Which I got two of them today, but besides the point. Yeah. I got two, I got two records in the mail today. Oh, nice. Um, I got, um, big thieves new, uh, one and I got Pedro the new one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then this song, they do a lot more with kind of like field radio recording. Uh, mm-hmm. that are just There's interrupted by it. weird sounds. But yeah, this one has like a lot of like jazz that's kind of like fading in and out. Uh, Yoko oh, yeah, Ono's yeah, like speaking first, different the, languages over it. It's the first it. time I heard something kind of musical. Like, yeah, like, they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't do, do the it. musical part. I think they, I legitimately think they just recorded it from the radio. John, John. Yeah. And then, yeah, Yoko's speaking different languages. Uh, side two, I feel like has a lot more focus on Yoko singing. What if you want to call it that? Yeah. Yep, Yoko vocalizing. Yeah, screeching or or what yeah, it's it that's the that's like I, I, I understood that the Yoko doing the noise on the first side. The second time I'm like, God, I just I, I don't get Yoko because then I went and found stuff by the plastic oil band and her mm-hmm. after John's death. And that's what she does, man. That's her thing. Yeah, it's it's I listened to so the first time I ever listened to this. I then listened to Unfinished Music 2, which mm-hmm. is like a live recording of John doing like feet, guitar feedback drone and mm-hmm. then her just doing the vocalizing her, her signature thing for like 30 minutes. It wasn't very good. <laughs> um, and then I listened. They won a uh, Grammy mm-hmm. for one of their albums. Uh, yeah. but only because it, it was strictly died, a political right? thing. Yeah. It's like John yeah. died. So like, here's this thing. And it was interesting, but Double it, fantasy, right? I think so. Yeah. It just yeah. is really like too clean of production on it. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah. And then there's a part where just like <laughs> Yoko is screaming. No, with more and more intensity. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? And no, don't take your clothes off yet. Uh. Yeah. It's, it's I, it's it's just something else, man. It's crazy, uh, and it's not something uh, I'm sure there are people out there that love it. And the fact that we do we still have that's still on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's just it's super famous. I think that's why people own copies of it. That's why it continues to be on Spotify and get listened to. Is like it's this really big thing that happened within well, like it, the Beatles. You saw the, say you saw this in the bargain bin, and like I would absolutely grab a copy. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. This is one of those things that you. It's just like, man, you got to check this shit out. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not pay more than a couple bucks for it. But it's yeah. Like, but if it's a couple bucks, so like you're like like now I own this piece of shit. And it's yeah, mine. I'm gonna tor- yeah. torture my friends with it. Um, I always so there are like funny moments on this. But mm-hmm. I always get a laugh, like when like the sound cuts off or like it gets quiet for a second, and John will just like say, "Oh, the wrong tomatoes." <laughs> it's like he couldn't think of anything else to do. He's like, oh, "Blankets." Yeah, I, I read that what John did is he showed some of the stuff they recorded to Yoko, and she started pressing buttons like on it. Yeah, that's like, what it sounds like. Yeah, it, it 
there's nothing redeemable about this. <laughs> I I could have listened to other things with my time, but I had a podcast to do about exactly. Julian Hated Albums. Um, this is easily um, one of the worst things I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm glad I could it, uh, introduce you to it. It's worse than Rebirth. I'd mm-hmm. rather listen to Rebirth than this. Same. Um uh, now I which, bet when you were listening to this, you were ho- you were wishing you were listening to the residents. You're like, man, let's listen to the residents again. I can't. Don't think I didn't this. think about that at all. Don't think <laughs> I, I was definitely thinking about. Yeah, you know, listen to residents, and we're like, this is what music would sound like if aliens made music by studying just TV, and and, and uh, this is what no one would make. This, this is no. Good. This is what it would sound like if uh, aliens didn't finish the music they were making. It's unfinished. I don't know about that. It's unfinished uh, music. It is unfinished, and it's and I, I never, I never want to hear the finished version. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, but yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. Like, because it's all kind of just like the same thing for thirty minutes. Like, there are little yeah. moments that are funny, so you can really only kind of just like, oh, here's a, this sound was cool. This sound was cool. Um, I think. If you're curious at all, it's old, it's oh. less than 30 minutes, about 28 minutes. You don't even have to listen to the bonus track. If Subject you yourself are, to this. Yeah, but if you guys are fans of this, please write us and let us know what is good about it. I and don't. I would love to know because, like, yeah, I'm not someone who thinks like postmodern stuff or avant-garde stuff is dumb and bad or anything like that. But it's like I can recognize when it's not good. Mm-hmm. And, and this some of those that. things, yeah, it feels very like low effort and annoying. Oh, low effort, one hundred percent. That's uh, like I can tell when stuff is high effort and annoying, mm-hmm. and I like high effort. This seems like they did some drugs. They got together. They were just fucking around, you know. Exactly. Um, like that. But that's it. That's our album. All right. That's a. <laughs> that's our review of unfinished music. Uh, number yeah, ten one. out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> Uh, both these records are pretty bad. Um, I think if you're gonna listen to one of them, if you had to, it's this one. No, it's yeah, so yeah. Fu- it's so fucking weird. Um, I thought you were gonna say a little Wayne one. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, this uh, this one is it's a very important album, and like I was saying uh, earlier, the little Wayne one just kind of like drifted off into obscurity, and like everyone yeah. just kind of agreed to never talk about it again. This one, this one right here is infamous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So subject yourself. If you if you could get through the two and a half minutes, um, see see what twenty eight minutes is like. See what it's like ten times longer. But I think it's time think, for a new theme. Yeah, I'm actually looking for the bag right now. Hold on one second. He's lost the hat, folks. Yeah, uh, give me one second. I think it's over here. Somewhere. Podcast over. We've run out of themes. <sighs> okay, I found the hat. That whole thing. All right, here. Okay, the, the, the theme for uh upcoming episode, dude, I'm like so high. Okay, that's the, that's the. I'm, I I I'm sure I've got something. I know I do. I know I do. I haven't. I got so many things to choose from. Though. Right. <laughs> this is almost like free play, but not really. But yeah, the the theme is, dude, I'm like so high. So sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how out there I get with it. Like I've got I've got my one like it'll probably be. The first thing I thought of, but we'll we'll see. Okay, all right. So that's uh, that's it um, for that. I'm I'm really surprised that 
Yeah. Uh, usually I, I dread pulling out the thing because I'm like, it's going to be something so hard, but this one's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And then the, we talked a lot on this episode. Like, we have a lot to say when we have negative stuff to say, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like I think, to be overly negative, but, but it's, but it's very cathartic next- to talk shit <laughs> on two people screeching in a basement. Yeah, but I think I think well, I'm gonna try to find something that I think you'll like. Good, I know. I mean, I know you'll like anything. One of the ones I pick, if I awesome. do. Cool. Uh, so, uh, what's going on, pal? Uh, me and my friend do the music for this podcast, uh, the intro and the outro. Uh, so, if you want to <laughs> check us out, we're, our band name is Smell, and we are on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, two little EPs on there, so feel free to check it out. What about you? I do another weekly podcast called Movies Don't Suck and Some That Do. We do two new movies a week. Uh, last one we did was Death on the Nile and Jackass. The other one. Yeah, no, it was Death on the Nile and um, and uh, I Want You Back, which mm. is like this rom com, which is I recommend if you're you know, watching something with your wife or your so guys check that out. Um, and yeah, because every week something we do it live on Thursdays. At 6 30, and then I give out a nice, clean, beautiful uh, edited version coming out Sunday. It's not, it's the abridged version, which means I cut out ums and ahs and Neil doing stupid shit. So <laughs> that's, that's all we, that's, uh, comes out every week. And if you want to hear more of my measly drone, you can definitely check that out. Uh, but uh, that's, that was record. That was our show. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.